Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast. Before we introduce our next episode, just to ask you for a small favour, I really appreciate the hours that some of you are investing into watching the podcast that we've done in the past, but I'd like to ask you to do me one favour that would take you seconds. If you enjoy the show, please hit the subscribe button, and if you enjoy any show in particular, please click on the thumbs up. It'll make a massive difference to the podcast. So thanks very much for your continued support, feedback, and I hope you enjoy this one. So they had to send one of security guards to McDonald's. Oh, yeah. And I swear to God, they came back with like 25 Big Mac meals, chicken meals. Helicopter Sundays. That's what the player was eating. <laughs> and when you tell people, aye, good one. I'm, like, I'm telling you that's what happened. And we ended up going into the tune, into uh, Tiger Tiger, I think it was, with our tracksuits on. Big Marvin's got his T-shirt, keep believing. It was, it was crazy. That's the thing, that, that running, big, just Big Marv. That, that just seemed to... Capture everybody, and I didn't. I don't think I realised as much at the time until I, I got to, to know the biggin. And uh, he told me how bad that injury was, and they had to sign um, a disclaimer saying that if if he played on and something happened, Rangers were no liable for any payouts or insurances, and his contract would basically get put in the bin. And what drove him was not only Rangers to win the league, but possibly even more important to the biggin was Trinidad trying to get to the World Cup. Yeah. And the mad thing was, he got. Both, and then when they got to the World Cup, he couldn't play because that's when it eventually did go. And did you just know how bad his injury was at the time? It was it was crazy because I, I played in that game Dundee away, and uh, I, can't, I think we were we were cruising. I'm sure we were beating them easy, but it wasn't an easy game. But I'm sure we were maybe two 0 up or something. And uh, I was playing midfield, and I think it, I got I got taken off, and I remember sitting on the bench, and it happened to him. And he was running, but he was dragging his leg, and we're like, ah, oof, that's no, that's not a good one. And uh, we were thinking, okay, maybe he's just thinking me that he's like strained his calf or something. He's just no why put all his pressure on it. And it was that after the game that the doc's like, no, he's done something to his knee. 
and it was the League Cup final a couple of, it might have been a week after or two weeks after and uh, he's like no I'll be fine for it I'll be fine can he stand his crochet? He can't be fine two weeks. But to be fair, the gaffer says to him, look, give you every opportunity. I think the gaffer would just try to make him feel better. Give you every opportunity to play in the game, but you're crochet, you're, you're talking six months. He's like, no, I'll be fine to play. And then to be fair to the gaffer, he did give him right up until the night before the game. And he never, you know, he, was, he couldn't, he couldn't play. Uh, but I was grateful because I was the, the at that time, it was the old, we had the squad numbers, but the cup finals was always 1-11. Ah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. The, the, number, the squad numbers, right? My number was 12. So I knew that I was the fucking playing. <laughs> <laughs> but then the gaffers come in and say, look, Marvin's not going to make it, so you're, you'll step in for him. And I was like, all right, fine. Incredible big guy. And I, I've been fortunate enough, uh, going on the last uh, five, six years, and spent a bit of time with him, and just came and done some like, presentations and stuff for us. I went to... Athens to supporters down we spent three four days in the same room great to get to know the big guy and he seems like one of the most happiest positive people I've ever came across <clears throat> I've never seen him without that big mad laugh he has yeah. and the big smiley teeth but is, is he like that all the time all the time all the time uh, it's actually annoying because even when you get in a bad mood <laughs> he still still get a big laughing face uh, it's funny because the first time I met Big Man, I obviously played against him that, but uh, we went pre-season to Germany. It was like Germany or Austria, it was right on the border. And uh, that was when Big Dad on that signed. Uh, we signed uh, Dragon Bladenovic. Ah, yeah. ah. so, well, they, they used to document it at one time. So we went, we went and uh, gets to the hotel and the gaffer's like, right, reading the, the rooms out. Bob Malcolm, Marvin Andrews. All right, good big man, good laugh. You remember him? Nice boy, I was remembering him, right? So, first night, uh, pre season, so I'm fucking, I'm, I need my sleep. Uh, two in the morning, I hear him up talking. I think, I'm thinking he's on the phone. I'm like, the fucking big bastard, man, he's woke me up. Fucking. So, <laughs> I've, I didn't turn around and look at him because I'm thinking he's on the phone. I get back to sleep an hour later, see him again. I turned around and I thought, big man, I'm fucking trying to sleep. He's up, he was reading his Bible. And I'm, I woke up in the morning, I says, Gaff, you need to get me out the room for him, man. He's fucking up at three in the morning reading a Bible. <laughs> uh, but that, that's what he'd done every night. So I think he had to he had to be in a room himself. He had to... Oh. There's no business fair on him, because obviously I don't have the same religious beliefs that he has. Yeah. Uh, and it was the same with the other boy, Hamid Namucci. He was a, a Muslim, oh, yeah. so he, he had to eat. Sometimes he was eating... Like daylight, or wasn't allowed to. I don't know what it, what it yeah, was. Yeah, we fasting during so the daylight. Yeah, daylight, and then he was eating during the night. Aye. So he was the same. He had to go in a room himself because of that. He, he was up eating. I think I don't know who, who he 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 showed, showed the room with somebody. And they were the same. We can't sleep. <laughs> can't he's up eating. Aye. Uh, but no, a big big man was brilliant. That was the first time I met him. I'm like, Jesus Christ, and you get him out my room. <laughs> talking about eating and big man. Oh, he can eat, can he? Oh, he's always been like. To be fair. Always, I don't even know how he puts what he does. They put weight on the amount he eats. It's, it's mental. No, it, 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 we, we landed in Athens. Big George, my, my mate for Greece, picked us up the airport to his hotel. And before we'd even went to rooms, got sat down for lunch. And we've ordered whatever we ordered, right? <laughs> and it, but he'd ordered a salad starter. This big salad bowl came, plonked the tail, huge, right? So big, it's like, he's it, right? Got my bits of dressing, both notice like he's like a shovel, 
So then the guy comes with the starters. So I can't remember what I've got, what Big George has got. And there's a wee, a wee bowl of salad for thing, man. He's always looking like that. Who ate the table salad? It was for the, <laughs> a lot of stuff that she had made, so he went and got another bowl. The big idea had wolfed into the whole lot. She these two big I mean, he eats healthy. Yeah. But Christ, I've never seen anybody eat like Martin Andrews. Have you, ever, have you seen him with his tap off? Mate, I shared a room with him for three days. Oh, so he's, you know he's ripped, but huh? you know, he, he never be, he never be at the gym. See when he came to Rangers? Shut up. I swear to God, he used to say, I'm big man, how, how the hell have you got your belt? How did you get your belt? Because he, he was never in the gym. And uh, he's like, I used to, when he was young, his job was, he used to work for the, the I Carib. He says, so I used to have to take like six pallets of beer <laughs> up a hole, drop them off, and then back down again, take, keep doing that. That's, that's how he ended up getting his figure. No, he, he was wrapped in, I mean, that, I mean, that's his real after his playing, playing days. And I remember after the lunch, went up to the, the room. Uh, it was amazing because we walked in and George had we were playing a game for him that night and we got a couple of events and stuff and he had uh, strips made for us and he did them all laid out in the bed like a tracker or something like that. Andrew's four, Houston five on the two beds, right? But the room, it was weird, it was quite a big room, but the beds, you know, normally you have like a bed, bedside cabinet, a wee space, and then another bedside cabinet, another bed. So the beds are maybe six foot apart. For some reason, had one bit totally bedside cabinet between these two beds, so it was like a fit apart, right? <laughs> so he goes into the room, right? And I'm like, oh, that's cracking him, Chelsea's not my big and he's like, Craig, I need to go to the bathroom. Do you want to use it before me? And I was like, No, you're all right, big and you crack in. I think I'm going to let you clean his trough for a minute and put some in, right? <laughs> so Dingy's in the toilet, right? And I've looked at the bed and I went, I can't even like that. Freaky hoop and a fit away for somebody. So I've pulled the beds out. I put the two bedside cabinets in between the two of them and I've spaced it out so there's about four or five foot of difference. And I'm just finishing as a big one came out. He's like, what are you doing, Craig? I says, I'm protecting my underpants. He's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I says, see if I get up at three in the morning with your big black face out away from me. I says, I'd shite myself. Uh, but I, he came out the bathroom with his off, and I'm like, ah, you wouldn't you wouldn't want to take a pop off him, would you? Oh, I can remember he's, when he's just started training with because obviously we are used to training with like Amaris, so everybody's always good in the ball. Big man wasn't the best on the ball, great defender. And to be fair, to go bare on the ball, we used to do all the wee, now the wee boxes, the wee toros. So the boys are all popping that about, popping that about. Big man used to love tackling, smashing people. And uh, I remember that the ball bounced in the middle of the, the box one time when Fergie's were in. And uh, he's been in me, he to, to just like knock it by Big Marvin. Big Marv's put his foot up, man, broke his nose. Broke his nose. Serious. <laughs> <laughs> Never seen Fergie Gaffey's nuts. So, yeah, yeah, big fucking useless bastard. Right, you did. <laughs> Broke his nose in training. Oh, it was funny. But, but the big man, to be fair, he gave everything in training. See what he'd done in a match day? He'd done that every day in training. Didn't he give a shit who you were? He was. He'd done it in Athens and we're only playing seven sides. But that's how Nemdy wouldn't hear him in training. <laughs> oh, his head, he used to just put his head anywhere. And see if you kicked him in the face, he would, he would go up and he would just like wipe it away and just go on with it. You, you were fortunate you played with some great players. I mean, just rhyming them off there, you know, when he started. Just even going out and looking at bits with Avalanche. He's great players and um, Big Purcell and uh, the Boers and all these people. Uh, fantastic uh, company you were in. But who, who were the characters? The characters in that dressing room? We had, we had, a prob we had probably a, a wee group of maybe seven or eight. Seven or eight is it used to always... Have a half a joke every day. Big Dado Puzzle was he was good. 
even though he was a foreigner, he was always involved in shenanigans in the mornings. And that. He would always be involved in it. You would, you would get people that just weren't interested and they would come in, want to get their training done, and then back to their families and things. But no, mo- most of the boys were good. We had it was probably me, Fergie, Big Craig Moore, Stevie Hughes, Griggsy, more Ross, Big to- Stevie Thompson. Most of the Scottish ones are just um, like the English speaking ones, would, and then you would get like half on humans and that they would put their wee bits in now and again and have a laugh and a joke. Uh, but we had, it was, I think it was five five years, used to travel for Hamilton. It was called the Shandy Bus. Uh, this is another one you tell people stories and they're like, ah, no chance. So it was a time that all these sports scientists were coming in and they were saying, you can't drink now as much as what you used to. It's no, can't do it. It's, it was a boy, Frank Nuttall, came in, fitness coach. Uh, you can't drink and be training high level every day. So Kevin Muscat just came to the club. So it was me, Kevin Muscat, Fergie, Oz and Stevie Hughes. So we'd be travelling together, we'd get the, the big Honda Space Shuttle. And uh, so when the, when the sports scientist says that, Muskie's like, all right, well, we, shan, shandy time. So there was a rule where if somebody said shandy time, the way back for training, we had to go to the Bovo Bridge and at least have two pints. And I'm like, it's pre-season, you can't do that every day, man. We've done it every day. We went to New York for pre-season, uh, two weeks there in New York. And we've done it every day there as well. The gaffer caught us. And he was going off his nut. And he's like, he's, un- he's only going out. You know that I'm not letting you out for a drink. He's <laughs> taking a piss. And uh, that, that was the year we won the treble. And it made every, every day, pre-season, we were, if we won the half checked, we had a few pints. And uh, who, I mean, who was the, the outstanding players that he played with on our team at that time? The outstanding player that when I was growing up would have been even playing in the reserves with Durant and that Durant was frightening even though his knee was gone. Uh, I'd have loved to have seen him playing at his, his pump. Uh, Charlie Muller was frightening. He's probably the one that's had the most ability out of everybody. Mm-hmm. But I think the one who had the best career was Fergie. Mm-hmm. Uh, even like Ronald De Bourne, they were frightening ability was un- unbelievable but I just think for somebody that turned out week in week out it was ev- every game 8, 9 out of 10 uh, for longevity as well for 4 or 5 years was fair game mm-hmm. uh, I mean, every transfer one day we were signing 2 or 3 big, big players um, and you, you know, you're in a squad of 28, 25 players and you might be playing so you might have been that 11 so it must be a, a, a but yeah, a mind bender because you want good players to come, but then you see, oh, Christy plays my position. Yeah. But out of all the signings in your duration at Rangers, what was the one that just got you? You thought, well, that, that's a proper signing. Yeah, I think the board would have been would have been one of them. Uh, I remember all the speculation that Hartson that was coming. Then twenty minutes later, the board had signed and Hartson was away, and oh. uh, what's happening here? Uh, and then I can remember. I wasn't in the squad, but I can remember watching the game with the PSG and the, the Champions League game at Wet Penalties and Arteta was playing, and then we signed him. Mm-hmm. I was like, Jesus Christ, how we managed to get him? Mm-hmm. Uh, he was frightening. But I think it was just a. It was at that, that time, it was the norm when we were signing. We signed some players that. We signed, I think we just signed for the sake of signing. Like we signed the big boy, Egon Austinstad, was done brilliant for Southampton then. 
came up to Rangers and done a look as if he had played the game. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Uh, it happens there, Bob. Is it? Is it? Players have maybe just had a good eighteen months, two years, be pure fluke of the fact about a forum, or you know, and then he was always going to go back down to that. Or are these good players, but just come to Rangers, and whether it's Scottish football or just playing for an institutional club the size of Rangers at Disney? What, what stops them? I, I just think it's, I think it's a club. I think it's some people just it's too big for the jersey. Like, I don't know, but you remember we, we signed two World Cup winners, Chaboni uh, and uh, Stefan Givash. And Givar scored a couple of goals the first first few games that he played, and then it wasn't again again. And then you're like, how the hell can he not play get get again for us? He just won a World Cup. That ship on here was bonkers, was it not? He was he was probably the, he was one of the weirdest guys I've ever met. <laughs> really nice guy, right? <laughs> aye, aye. But he used to remember he used to come in with a wee remember um, wee maestros he used to get. No way. He used to come in into gym and that. He brought it off of France. He, that was his motor. Uh, Austin Maestro, <laughs> he used to drive about one of them. Uh, didn't, didn't care, didn't won a World Cup. He wasn't giving a shit. He just uh, uh-huh. that was his motor, and that was it. Uh, Dennis Stone on white lines. Don't know if you've ever seen him. He used to like day routines where he would jump on back and forth for the, the white light 18 yard box. Didn't he? seen him doing weird things, but I never realized that. Dennis Stone in white lines, I <laughs> Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Not my pen, He was... He was a good goalie, but he got injured and then he, he struggled. I, I remember it well. I'm, I can't remember who. I'm sure it was a European night. And it was an innocuous thing. He just, the boss said to me, pop up, run about the corner, maybe the six yard box. He just came out, grabbed it clean. You know, I don't think it was any interference. And he went down and stayed down. Yeah. Um, I'm sure, if my memory serves me right, it was, it was at the Rangers end. I thought it was Colton Road. I just, this thing, I might be wrong there, might be, I hate it. As I got on, sometimes you, you details but I just remember him going up for this ball coming down and just pfft, game over yeah. um, was his knee you done wasn't it aye I think it was a bad one he was out for, for months uh, I, I, I'm not sure we see that he was there before Stefan Kloss I think that's why he was signed Stefan because he was injured uh, I'm sure that, I'm sure that was it I don't know if Stefan I thought he was there. a great player. He was some go- he would, and, but I don't know, but was he lucky enough to play 20-30 games for Rangers? He didn't get yeah. on I don't think, I think when Stefan came in and he was oh, number one and I think he wanted to go, he, was, he wouldn't have been happy at being number two. Uh, Anthony Yemi was there as well at that time. And he was... Sorry. He was, and he was really you look at some of the backup goals with him, with Teo Snelders, with some really... We've always been blessed. I mean, if you look at the goalie, McGregor, 
we've had generations of always having a good goalie. We've, and even when you look at some of the, the backups that we had, maybe even Big Double, I mean, uh, as a fan, you remember him. Um, but we've had some fantastic goalies and backups. And um, I can't remember the last time we'd had that, to be honest with you. Look, you look at the, the ones that now you've got, obviously, Butland, you've got McCrory and Scotland squad, mm-hmm. and you've got McLaughlin, third choice, who was in uh-huh. the Scotland squad last year. And can I get anywhere near it now? Aye. So there's it's definitely a position we've all we've been fortunate to be. Aye, you think even a big game came up and let's say McCrory and Butland were injured, God forbid touch with it when it happened. But if 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 you heard they were injured and John McLaughlin was in goals next game, you wouldn't be that bothered. You wouldn't be like, oh God, it's going to be a tough yeah. gig because and you know, expect them to do a job, didn't you? Ah, you, you they they two ninety nine percent of the other teams in Scotland are, are starters. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just really, really fortunate, and we have been for some time. But Charbonnet, he just, I just, I, I, I loved him. He used to start singing the, the French national yeah. anthem, his name and all that. It's just, yeah, he was, it was crackers. See the the, the foreign boys that um, we were fortunate enough to play with. Do you keep in touch with any of them? Yeah, we've, we've got a group chat. Uh, most most of them's on it. Big Tory, Andrew Flo, uh, Arthur Newman, Mickey Moles, Donald Dubois. Most of the boys, you know, about that era, they're all they're all on it. Uh, so we have it's not all the time but now and again like something will come up somebody will put something on Twitter or something and it'll be a wind up so you just fire it on the group chat and then everybody starts taking a piss with them uh, like Ronald DeBora I've always on his back about his hair transplant so uh, <laughs> or Big Ammo when he's on that Love Island thing he was, he was doing it on Italy or something uh, something that you probably don't know every day that that's happened yeah. but you, when it comes up on social media and you're like off that's, slaughtered that's right in the, the chat he's getting it it's a bit bizarre, Tor Andre Flo, Mikey Mo. It beats your WhatsApp group with Lana Wolf, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, I had to delete that. Fucking hell. Are you on it anywhere? No, Did you I'm commit it? That, that was one video too much. <laughs> I didn't have a clue. Because when Big Stan started the group, there must have been about 200 people in it. No, I thought it was a wind up. Well, no. Who's calling or sell that? <laughs> well, see, obviously the ones that you've got the number in, like you'll show up, oh, Malcolm, and all the, maybe 10 or 12 that I had on my phone. And it was like 190 folk that I didn't yeah. know. It was just numbers. <laughs> and then I woke up one Sunday and this video gets fired on and uh, you've got Stuart McQuarrie running for cover and Stuart <laughs> left the group, right? <laughs> it's just a bizarre set uh, um, So I, I just, even think that, you know, you're on a Torandry floor, I mean, that's just bizarre, the, the, the level of players that you came across your time. Uh, Victoria was one of the nicest guys. He was, Scandinavians like don't really care about it and they just got on with their life and, that's what he was like. He was, even though he was like a superstar, mm-hmm. uh, just got on with it. He was just a nice big boy. And you mentioned Mikey Moles there, another guy that just a talented football player in that um, Oliver Can. Yeah, he would have been, Mikey would have been almost certain he would have been at Man U or something. Mm-hmm. At that time, big, massive club, or even like Bayern Munich or someday that was, they were flying at the top. He would have been, if he never got that injury, he'd have been definitely a big. Big club. No, it was. I, I just remember you could see it happen. It's clear. Even where is he going? There's only one thing he's doing. He's flew his box. He was nearly the touchline, mm-hmm. and Moses gone. And he's just as soon as you seen Can coming out, you thought he's half in him here, and fucking didn't he half. But Mickey came to Sons of Struth one night to, to meet the kids and done a wee Q and A and stuff for him. And um, it was a goalkeeper. Any questions? Who's the best goalkeeper you ever played against? And he just turned around and says, Craig, you see his name, I can't see it. Mm. And I thought, that's going to hurt. 
It was just oh, definitely. It was horrific. There was no need for it. Mm. No need for it at all. A guy all over can stays in his box. He's, he's got to round him, got a shot off, but he's came flying out the park nearly like half wheeling and just one intention. It was uh, it was quite horrific. But he was some player. What was he like to try and play against at training? He could. He's wee Tom. He would do it every day in training. You, you knew he's doing it, but he just couldn't he get anywhere. Body would move and the ball would go the other way. Even though your brain knows he's doing it, your body just goes. And don't know how many players I've seen him doing that to Ibrooks and he's, he ends it turns, swivels and shoots scores. Mm-hmm. He's done it every every second week. But great player, great player. And he, and he had to adjust his game because he's knee. I think mm-hmm. uh, when he got back fit again, yeah, I think he lost a wee bit of his pace and all. But very strong. He's another one. With his t-shirt off. Oh, he does all the tie boxing and all that. But, um, yeah, but do, you know, do you know who I played? It never really got uh, recognition that he deserves. Probably at that point, at that time, when all that stuff was. That Jade Jonathan Johansson. Did you? Aye. He was. He played, he played a lot of games and scored a lot of goals. When and I remember, it would, it would, <clears throat> a lot of times you'd be about wide. But I remember, and I think it predominantly European games for some reason they would put them through the middle. Yeah. And I just thought that was it was blinding there. Yeah, it was um, finishing wise, it was up both feet. Mm-hmm. He was quick. Uh maybe he's touched maybe let him down noon again, but he was he was always there running about and he, and even though you had Tori on to flow Mikey Moles the ball, JJ was always in and about it. Mm-hmm. But he never it didn't get the recognition that he probably deserved because mm-hmm. he, he scored a lot of goals. Mm-hmm. And a lot of important goals. I think it's just down to timing. And, you know, if he was maybe one or two of that company weren't at Rangers at the same time as him, um, you know, he, he'd have folk to this day walking about with names in the back of the shirt. But uh, he was certainly a good player, rapid as well. Aye, very, very quick. Both feeted as well. Scored goals with, with both feet. But see the time you're, you're playing. I mean, you played a lot of old firm games. I probably imagine maybe 15 or something old firm games. Good number of European games. Who was the most difficult and talented player you played against? Uh, for in an old forum game or old forum European games, whatever. I remember playing against Obafemi Martins and uh, Adriano mm-hmm. front of Milan. They were they were scary. Uh, the, the midfield that night for was Boy Pizarro, mm-hmm. and I, I keep on forgetting this boy's name, but he played with Argentina. He was unbelievable. End up got he went to Leicester. I'm the same as you. Uh, you can see him. I I just always he's one name that I always forget. Uh, but this boy was frightening and all. And then to actually play against these guys who were playing the Moral Cups, no, no, it was it's something that you, you don't really think about, is it, when you're growing up? Aye. Uh, but in the all for all games, Larson. Larson seemed to be wasn't involved in the game. Then he would score a goal, and you're like, ah, fucking, that was that he happen, come from? And then. They, I don't. They, they won. I don't think they had a a squad that was maybe as talented as those as in football wise. But their squad was mere yeah, size. A big, big they squad at played, that time. They played a certain way and it worked for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they had dig about them. They had uh, Lennon and that in the middle of the park would put the boot in. Petrov was maybe there'd be special one that would get forward and get goals. Did they had a gat? It was just a flying machine up and doing doing the right. Um, they always had three big massive centre horse, Bobo Baldi. And it just, just did them the way they played it. And, and to be fair, they were good at it. <clears throat> Ken, it's one of these things that I might be mem- my memory might um, be doing in a disservice. Something will happen at an old firm game. I'm sure at Parkhead, you're on the bench. 
The Cobbers had the movie or something? That was Ibrox. <laughs> was it? I tell you, it's your memory. I've got a, a visual, a, a visual uh, thinker, and I, I thought it was a dog out of Parkhead. What happened? No, it was, it was, uh, <clears throat> we were playing. Me, I was on the bench. Uh, and remember the big boy, Gary McKenzie? Mm-hmm. He's brought up Mark Cole, mad, mad Rangers, Rangers tattoos on his body and all that. Uh, his dad and all that was the same. So he's, he's on the bench, you know. But what happened, the ball, the ball rolled off the pitch and it was trickling down the balls of dugout. And then Neil Lennon's running off. So he's went to, he's went to kick as if he's going to smash into the dugout. But he's turned, like he's done a wee drag back and like a piss take. But big Gary McKenzie's been like that and fucking, and like went for it. He's felt like trying to block it. <laughs> so we're all pissed myself laughing and I've, and I never jumped up at that point. But what happened was we had the throw in. So we've took the, the quick throw, Nacho's went up, and I, I don't know if it was Nacho that scored, or Big Dad opened, but we scored, we scored right for that. So I've ran out and I'm going, like, get up, yeah. But the police, is, it was the police commander was in the dugout, uh, the, the tunnel. Aye. He's obviously seen me going like that, get it up, yeah, to let me, he's thinking that I'm doing it to the Celtic fans. Ah, and it's no, I'm doing yeah. it to Lennon because of what he just done before that. He's came out, back, back in the neck up the tunnel. Shut up. Yeah, he dragged me up the tunnel and says, um, <laughs> next you'll be getting done for inciting a riot. I'm like, ah, what are you talking about? I've just scored. And he's like, no, you're, the gestures you're making to the Celtic fans, I went, I wasn't making gestures to the Celtic fans, it was Lennon for what he'd done. And he's like, ah, right. And then he says, any more, you'll be getting took up. You'll be getting the jail, basically. And I was like, ah, right, no worries. Can hell. That, that's, that's what it was. We were just having a, a, a getting it back at Lennon. Lennon. It, wasn't, it was nothing, nothing to do with any Celtic fans. It was just because he... He, to what he done was funny because I was pissed myself laughing because big Gary McKenzie shit himself and ah, turned yeah. his body in that way. And then, and then obviously we've just been right up the park and scored <laughs> for that throw that throw in. Oh. But uh, it was mental. Any other mad stories like that? Memories of the staff things that have happened uh, during games and then play that we're maybe as fans you're watching the ball and other things that were never... Oh, no, no, not, not really. It was, I can remember uh, also we used to go for pre-match before games. And a couple of times we dodged once full bowl of pasta couple of hours before again, running out, fucking spewing up on the side of the pitch. Hi guys, I'd just like to take a, a minute to talk to you about NordVPN, which is a company that I use their services. I use it majority of the time when I'm travelling abroad, when I want to uh, keep up to date with the programmes I'm watching at the time, or more importantly to me, um, the sports that I want to watch when I'm abroad. So it doesn't matter where I am in the world, I can still watch the channels and the games and the sports that I want to. It also gives me security and some privacy that I'm looking for when I'm browsing the internet. They've got an exclusive huge discount available to viewers of the podcast, and they'll give you an additional four months free on top of whichever package you go on if you use our, our code. To get that, plus a 30-day, no quibble, uh, money-back guarantee, all you need to do is log on to nordvpn.com backslash Craig, C-R-A-I-G, and that'll get you the exclusive discount plus the four months free on top of whichever package you go for. So go and give them a look, guys. And certainly I've had no problem using them in the times I'm traveling abroad when I mostly use them. Thank you very much. Big more than I know. Same bottle, bottle of pasta. It's no settled in their stomach. Try to run about. Fingers down the throats, slipping all that. But nah, there was nothing. Not really John Games. It was mostly stupid things would happen when you're away and trips and things like that. 
But so. You've, so you've, you've led the dream, right? First coming up 2006. You've done over 100 games for Rangers, fair to say, easily. And it's coming to an end. How'd that come about? I can remember... Uh, I don't think I was injured coming up to the end of the season. And I still had a year left. But I knew that Big Egg was, was leaving. Uh, and he said to me, well, I think you'd maybe look at trying to get yourself out. It was a sponsored dinner now. Sponsored dinner is one of the last things at the events of the season. And I'm like, what are you talking about? But we were, he knew he was gone, so we were all sitting having a drink with him outside with his wife and that. And uh, he's like, the manager that's coming in, I don't think he's your cup of tea. And I'm like, oh, who is it? He's like, Gwen, French, like, he's disciplinarian and uh, he's going to he'll work everybody hard and all this. I went, right, fine. I says, but obviously I'm, I'm going to want to be part of it, so. Uh, but then I found out he was doing all the, he done them at fucking seven day hikes across mountains and all that, didn't he? They sat in the desert. Sahara Marathons. And uh, I'd heard a couple of stories about him. And I can remember going to, was it Vegas or San Francisco or something, with the, the NASA thing. Mm-hmm. And we'd done a press conference and uh, Alistair Johnson was there. So he's, he's, we had been out in it before, so I was kind of a, still had a wee bit of hangover. And uh, a boy asked the question, how, how do you think? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I feel when the grin comes. And I, just, I, I was trying to have a laugh and I joke when I went, well, that'll be me fuck because I've heard he's running through the desert for seven days, so... If that's the sort of chain my guy would be doing in Albany, I could have a joke. And uh, sure, when we go back to Glasgow, it was actually worse than that because it was like the full complex at Murray Park. He started putting crazy times on it where you needed to have all that within this. I'm like, Jesus Christ, we've never done it like that before. You didn't even get time to train for it. But don't get me wrong, a few of the boys were struggling. Even like Big Dado hated it. The, the Frenchies didn't like it. And uh I just said to him, look, I don't think it's going to work between me and you. And he's like, well, uh, get to a... Me and Big Marv as well. Big Marv was one of them. He didn't, he didn't fancy him. But the strange one was he, he, never, he didn't really know much about the, the players that were there. He, he must have knew that he was going to overhaul it and bring in whoever. But uh, I remember he, he kind of uh, he pushed a fuse to the side. 
wouldn't have let he would let us train, wouldn't have let us join in any like pre-season games. He took I think we went to South Africa and that was the time when Fernando had the, the on the plane and uh get sent home. Uh he, 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 that that was a kind of a beginning to an end for Fernando as well. Uh, and he, he never really took the culture. He, he went to we the train because like John Dick or even though Dick was a tough taskmaster, he he would score all right, we'll train at ten o'clock and we, we trained at ten o'clock. He would this like when Matev was in at eight, we won the training to like eleven, and then he would say, Right, you can go home and come back at four. And you're like, What do you mean go home and come back at four? He's like, Well, for the afternoon session. I mean, well, we need to travel to Hamlin through all the traffic and then come back. And he's like, That's that's the training times. Uh so we end up, there was like me, Fergie, Craig, Craig Moore wasn't there, me, Fergie. Can't remember, we end up, we had six or seven days. We, now we used to have the wee pool room and the table tennis, but in, upstairs in the, mm-hmm. the, the lounge. They they were they had to take them out and put like couches in that and so they could, like, could try and have a sleep. Sorry. They were having to sit about for four or five hours. Right. So the, the players weren't having it. And uh, I think you've seen that in the performances, they were, the first few games we struggled. And it wasn't they like, don't just keep doing it, we'll, we'll, we'll come good, we'll come good, but they never lost. So how long were you there to, between Gwen coming and, and you went away? The, wind, the last day of the window, I, I, I left. Uh, I knew that there was interest that the boy, what's his name? Northern Ireland, Jimmy Jilton. Mm-hmm. He was a manager at uh, Ipswich. So I had contact with me just with him, uh, saying that they wanted to speak to me, but they, they wanted to, they told me to get released first because they didn't want to pay in or they, like that. they would like pay my wages or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I think me and Big Mav the same day when says, right, I'll just let us go. And then uh, like, right, fine. And is, is this you talking to Legren at the same? Well, it ended up, I was talking to, they, they was, I don't know where he was. I was talking to Legwin, I spoke to him a few times in his room. And uh, and the ironic thing was they let Ross McCormack go to Motherwell. Mm-hmm. And then they didn't have a clue that it was an under 21 rule. So they've let one of the better, the best youth players go because he kind of struggled a wee bit in pre-season. They let him go. And then they had to bring in, I think they ended up bringing in Eve Kalou, the assistant manager's girlfriend's boyfriend. Yeah, Eve Kalou's daughter, sorry, daughter's boyfriend. Sure. They brought him in. He was one of the, the, the players that came in to be like a, two young French kids come in. They were, they were just to, just to go on the bench because you had to. Uh, just to be involved because they needed play, younger players. And then, uh, obviously I signed for Derby. And I got injured after, after about, uh, I think I played about six or seven games and got a bit done my ankle. And Bolly Davis says, look, Go and take a week or two, go back to your family up the road. And I came in, I was in seeing the fizzles at Rangers. And I'm sitting talking, and that Eve Kalos came out and he's speaking to me. He's like, Oh, but what happened and stuff. And then he said to me, but Would you be, would you come back? And I'm like, No, <laughs> would you come back? I'm like, This guy's fucking no for real. But I don't know if he was just saying it to see what I would say, but it was just a strange, strange setup. They knew that they were struggling and they let the players that were. Like maybe I've ran, would have ran through a brick wall for anybody just to, for the club. 
you let them go. Mm-hmm. Like even Big Marv, Big Marv would have, might not have been the best football player in the world, but they would have, what they needed at that time was a defender and they let him go. Well, it was a total enigma. Uh, we all knew before he came, there was, you know, there was, a, there was fair warning that he was coming and, you know, we all looked into him and thought, Christ, we're going to get a real proper guy's different gravy. Uh, maybe a bit different the way he goes about stuff, but that's good. good. I think everybody's expect. as a fan, your default setting is you want everybody that comes to be great. So maybe know that unusual, but with him, what we thought we were getting and what we got was just two different things. What was it? What do you think? That, was it just the, the way he managed players or was it tactics? Was it the way he trained? What was his biggest problem? It, it wasn't just him, it was his full staff. Mm-hmm. It was like the, you couldn't, there was named it in his staff that you could go and speak to. Do you know what I mean? There was names you could go and have a like a word. Even if you didn't know what I go and speak to Alec McLeish, mm-hmm. I could say to Jan Vilters, Jan gives two minutes of your timer and speak to him, and Jan would fucking listen to what you've got to say and then try and give you advice to make it better. And uh, but there was names in that that would uh, you could go and speak to. There was the like Everton was like this, and see if you never got on in in that time that he he set you. You had to, you had to do it again. You just keep doing it until you get in that time. And they, they don't realise that you're getting more tired, so the, the, the likelihood that you're getting in the time is it's never going to harm until you get fitter. So it ended up, it got to the point where it was, it was like tests every day. We were then for maybe two or three weeks and the training was rubbish. It, it was like training you used to get when you were 10 and 11, like three in a group and you'd kick the body one and then run and do a one, two and then kick it to the other side and it was like crazy. And uh, and then we started getting into like the wee possessions and stuff. And then he would send players off for making a tackle. We need to tackle. And it's like you don't tackle in training. And then I think that was the biggest thing. When the first game we played against Motherwell, I'm sure we went to Fur Park and struggled, but we won two one. And then every away game we were going away, and we were we were struggling. And I think Fergie does. I think he says it. Like, uh, played Inverness and get beat at Inverness. He came in the dressing room and says, "Fucking no good enough." Had I go, everybody in the manager's like, "No, just keep doing what we're doing." He went, "This isn't the, this isn't the Rangers. We need one every game," and I think that's what he didn't understand. Because you can play in France and you can play, you can win the league in France and maybe lose five or six games because every team's apart from maybe two or three or four teams are a level above, but everybody else can can beat each other, and that, that's. Scotland, that's not the same. Ah, in Scotland, if you lose three games, you didn't win in the league, and be there, you could get away with losing six or seven. And no doubt. And I think with him, I think the, I don't know if the rumours are true, but apparently he's, the van was already packed up weeks before that he was he was leaving. His garage had all, all, all the stuff in it. Uh, I think he used the stuff with Fergus and it's just to get out. Mm-hmm. I think he just he couldn't handle it. Ah, he's, he's he's wanting to get out, but then he want to walk out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and t- is it Leo one that he came for? He'd won the league. Oh, in the Champions League, they were, the squad they had was frightening. And, mm-hmm. and then he came to us and it was, you're thinking, Jesus Christ, he's got a... Like, uh, I mean, he had done. a proper pedigree. It's not mm-hmm. like one... I mean, to be fair, even looking at uh, Phil Clement, if you just looked at what they'd done before they came to Rangers, you'd be to like win nine yeah. times out of ten. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet, once came and been away... Got a really good start, another one just well, could, I, I, think, I think the difference is Clement's 
done his homework in the club mm-hmm. and the, the big word that he uses all the time is one 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 doesn't matter how we play or who we're playing once about winning mm-hmm. and you can see him even the hearts game last week three one cruising a couple of minutes to go and he's out in the touchline shouting at Dezers running even though there's a minute to go he's just keep doing it and that's what that's what you want you want somebody to be on your case 90 minutes and the players are doing it for a minute now. Aye, I'm trying. I'm just thinking that you know the way that you left would be hard if you were at a club that you liked. Never mind one that you supported. But see when you know that's that's time up. I need to go. That's got to be a tough decision. And then see that you know that's that. I'm packing my bag up and get my wee man bag, put my stuff in it, and I'm out that door. What's that like to live through? Yeah, uh, it wasn't. It wasn't easy because obviously I used to. I used to do. I was like. If I never travelled with the boys to training, I would always go. My family was first spring boys, so I would always take mine more, and then I'd go to see them before I went up the road to Hamilton or whatever. I'd go down to the pub. I used to always sit in the pub with the boys and play pool. Uh, and I never, I knew it was coming to an end, so I, I stopped doing that. Do you know what I mean? I stopped doing the things that I was doing. Uh, but I can remember he, he let he let us go. He, he never took us to South Africa, sorry, and he's they. I arranged two or three games against different teams. Like I think one of them was Partick Thistle. And uh, he's like, you, you need to play in it. And I'm like, I'm not good enough to go there with you, but you want me to play in this game? That way, like 16, 17-year-olds. And he's like, he said, oh, you need to play. And so I said, it was coming up for the 12th of July, wasn't it, in Belfast. So I said to Danny, man, you need to let me, I need, my head's gone. I need to just get away for a couple of days. Because he was taking the team. And he's like, on you go, just... Get your team together, but try and get back for the game. I'm like, right, no worries. And uh, to be fair to Durant, I, I missed my flight him. And uh, I phoned him, I said, man, I've missed my flight. And he's like, you're an idiot. So I never got any further than him. He, would, he obviously never said anything, but uh, I can remember coming back in the boat with my dad and all that. And uh, he phones me. He's like, Bob, you've been sacked. I'm like, what do you mean I've been sacked? He's like, the, the manager's found out that you never turned up for the game and that you've been sacked. So I'm on all the way back for on this boat thinking, oh, it's hard, man, I've been sacked. And then he phones me and goes, I'm only kidding you on. <laughs> Three years or something on that boat, man. I'm just shitting myself. And he was only to wind up. That, that, that was a difference. If you needed something like that, you could go to Drani, Bomber, all these guys and go, oh, look, fucking heads up my ass. Nobody in the first team at that point. That, even that. even the doc, the doc, she caused the hard running, and it wasn't just me. There was maybe like we boy Oli Bernard was still there. He's French, but French speaking, hated them, hated absolutely hated them with a passion. Big Dad puzzle French speaking, I know he's Croatian, but hated them. You had the boy Rodriguez, fan fan, oh, yeah. hated 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 the training because you normally would come in, would they maybe. Under Big Alec, would maybe do 20 minutes hard, hard graft, like running, and then it would be off up well. Mm-hmm. This was, you're talking about an hour, an hour and a half. Constant. Like, constant running. People's backs were gone. I had a bad back anyway, but my back used to seize up, see if like, running on hard surfaces. So I said to the doctor, but then these runs for half an hour, 40 minutes, my back's starting to seize up. And uh, he starts going, I bet it's because you're not fit enough. I said, so how long do you want me to keep doing this before it's I'm not going to get any further than this? They just they would never like say right, but maybe give you a different program or whatever to try and no, it was just that's their wine, that's it. 
Aye, it's got to be tough, mate. Uh, play you going through it, but you, you went down to England derby in the championship at the time. Championship, yep. Uh, under Billy Davis, even at that, out with maybe at that time the old forum games and potentially maybe I think Aberdeen were like back in the day, but maybe one or two other games tops. See your mid to lower uh, division uh, Premier SPFL teams. How did that compare with the Championship? Was that, was that a step above the, the lower levels Ten. of SPFL? Aye, aye, aye. aye. Even. So I said to Ella that the, the championship at that time was a, a lot of very good players in it, but the football wasn't wasn't as great. Uh, I wanted to like to get the ball down and play now in the championship, but back then it was it was more more route one, more route one big striker, big centre halves, get it up and get in about whatever. But Bolly Davis tried to change up, and it, when he, when I spoke to him, he's like, "We want to kind of a we've got Seth Johnson was there. We want to kind of a try and play together and." Build a team run about use and to go and like push for the, the Premier League. And I was like, fuck, as soon as he said things like that, I was like, I, I'm, I'm, that's, what, that's what I'm looking for. Uh, and then you, you don't, until you actually get there, because when you're playing with Rangers, you don't fucking, you don't look at any other teams, do you know what I mean? And then I've looked at the, the, the league and they were third bottom. And I'm uh, thinking, no, what's, what's going to happen here? But he's like, look, don't, I've just come into the club and I've get, got these players that will we'll, we'll do well and all that. And to be fair to him, it was true to his word. He brought in experienced players, Michael Johnson, uh, Big Darren Moore, boy Mark Edward, they played by Norwich for years. Uh, really, really good team, experienced team. And uh, totally different for playing in Scotland. Mm-hmm. And you got promoted, didn't you? You got, came up through the playoffs. And then before you left, did you play any games in the we were in the Premiership before you left then? Did you I left, that? well, I went on loan. I get before, maybe about, well, I got an ankle, an ankle operation, maybe just before Christmas. Uh, I was out for two, two, no, three months. I came back, uh, but struggling. And then played, was in and out of the team. Uh, played in one of the, the playoff semi-finals against the Fampton. I was, I was off, I was struggling. And uh, I'd sat down and I spoke to Bolly and I was like, I can't, I can't, I'm struggling to fucking run properly. He's like, I know, I know. And then he's like, we want, we want you to be involved for the like the playoff, the final. And I was, I was like, we've got a two-week build-up to it and I was in training and I was, I was still wasn't anywhere near it. And uh, I said to him, I'm no, no fit. He says, there's no point in me trying to play or being on the bench and nowhere near it. And then he's like, all right, fine. Uh, so the, the boys, uh, Stephen Pearson had signed and he ended up, he scored the winner. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was strange because even though these players were experienced, it was acceptable to draw and maybe draw two games and one one and then get beat one. But I can remember we won, we won, we drew with Sunderland the first game I was there. I never played and then I played on my first game was against Wolves at Molyneux. And they were favourites to go up straight through, and we beat them one 0 And uh, everybody's gone like that. That's when they started seeing all oh, this team are no bad here. Mm-hmm. And uh, the I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, we played against Preston, and that was a big game for the gaffer because that was all club and fell out with them and stuff. 
So we ended up drawing with them, but we, we battered them. And I've come in after the game and I'm going, that's fucking not good enough, John. We, we need to start winning games like this. And then you can see all the boys looking at me as if, what the fuck? And uh, then I think the next game we get we get put out of the cup after Doncaster away. So get off, get off my nut then. And then the boys are like, well, why do you go off your nut after, after the game? I'm like, because getting beat's not acceptable. And then one of the boys had to say to me, that's what happens down here, it's not the same. And I, but I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't get it. Just because of the mentality I had when I was at Rangers, that you have to win every game. I just took that down there. And then when Stephen Pearson came, he was the same. He couldn't accept getting beat or drawn. So it, it was good that I, and I, that's probably the reason why Bully brought players like that in. Aye. They try and create that mentality. Aye. Aye, it's, it's weird, isn't it? And, 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 you know, it must be a culture show. I mean, Derby are a decent sized club. Um, you know, nice stadium, got a good history and, and whatever. For Rangers, with all due respect to Derby, their fans and all everybody that ever played for them, it's, it's, it's no anywhere near the level of Rangers. Does, was there anything, I mean, like the training, the training facilities, was there, was there anything else that you just, when you arrive there, you think, Christ, this isn't right, this is, because what you were used to was, was so much better? No, to be fair, I went, I went, uh, the first time I spoke to Bolly Bolly Davis about Gondon, I met him in the Halton and East Kilbride. We sat down, had a coffee and that, and he told me what his plans for the club was. And to be fair, I was already, I was already engrossed with him. I, I loved the way, he was, the way he was talking, what his plans were. Because uh, I'd never, never met Billy Davis before. I'd obviously seen him on the TV and that, and knew that he played for Rangers when he was younger. Uh, but meeting him and speaking to him, just felt as if I like, knew him for a few years. Then he's like to me, look, don't, don't make a decision, come down, we'll bring you down, uh, show you the stadium, training ground and all that. And uh, I went down, it was at night time, it must have been about six o'clock, so they've put all the lights on in the stadium. And it was, I'm like, fucking hell, the stadium was unbelievable. Uh, and he's like, right, we'll come, I'll take you to the training ground. But it was at night and you couldn't really see it, and so we'd drive into the car park. He took us in, inside the training ground. It wasn't like Murray Park, but it was an older kind of a building. It had all the mod cons inside it. I don't think you need. There's, there was nothing extravagant, but it was it was good. Uh, and then I went, I went back the next day. Seen the seen the pitches, not that they were frightening. Uh, the youth set up, so the first team were it, and we all went in the same building. Uh, and then I was like, I think this is this is for me. Mm-hmm. The decision. Um, and then you went Motherwell, we but and then. Ended up at um, Australia. Did you and Charlie get you at the same time, or was one easier first? And I was meant to go when Charlie went. So I, I kind of I shut myself and I went. Don't me, me Charlie, I'm going to Australia. No, <laughs> it was it was either me or him. It was going. Oh, was it? They both at the same ah. time. So Craig could also sit for me and said to me, "Do you, do you fancy coming to Australia and playing?" I'm like, I just. But, I'd played for Motherwell the second half of the season when I'd left Derby. Uh, we finished third. We were in Europe. And Martin McGee was, he's like, I want you to sign for another year. And I was like, but the presumption was that he was going to Hearts. And I'm going, I have no right about to sign for Motherwell and you go to Hearts. And then it's not the same. Because uh, even as much as I, that people don't like about Martin McGee, he was brilliant coaching on. He got Motherwell playing really well at that time. Uh, 
I mean, I don't, I want, to, I want to know what you're doing first before I make a decision on if I'm staying at Motherwell or no. So in that time, spoke to Craig, Frank Freen had phoned me and said, "Why don't you come over?" And I was a manager at the time, and uh, I was like, "Can you give me time to think about it?" And I just the, the long flight and how far away from your family. I shut myself. I was like, "Can I do it?" I said, "Well, I'll have an argument at Motherwell and be in Europe now because the gaff had already committed." Uh, so then Charlie went, I can't remember where Charlie went, I think he went for maybe Belgium or something. Or not. Um, was it Norway? Because he was Belgium Norway. and Norway, wasn't he? Uh, but she might have went for there. And uh, then the next year I'd played with Motherwell and I'd fell out, well not fell out with a gaffer, but I'd, I hadn't played a few games and I was like, I'd, I'd, made, I'd spoke to Frank Freena again, he phoned me again and said, look, there's an R place come up, would you, would you fancy coming out? I was like, why, why don't I come out when it's a whole these come out and see what it's like, the setup and stuff, uh, maybe for a month or whatever, and you can have a look at me, I can have a look at the place and take it for there. And he's like, bro. Uh, flew over. My first day, went to the, it's like they call it, a, it's like a re- rehab, rehabilitation day, so they don't, they don't train, they go to that swimming bath, but it's outdoor, and they do like, uh, and they, like, so you're like not getting injuries and that's anti-prevention stuff. Uh, done that, went for a swim. I'm thinking, what, what the hell's happening here? When did you train? <laughs> and then like that, no, you do this every Monday. So you play on a Saturday, travel back for wherever you're playing on a Sunday, do that on a Monday, and then start training again for the rest of the week, Tuesday. And, uh, went up to a place up north, Cairns, and... Australia played against Fergie's team mm-hmm. and he's like to me I spoke to Fergie but he had, we played the, his team went a night out and then Fergie's like to me don't don't sing with him I'm like what do you mean don't sing with him he's like come sing for us and I'm like fuck off I'm not going <laughs> up here man it's the back of beyond he's like no this is not this is a we don't play here this is just where we've came for pre-season and I was like nah man nah because his team was just a new team starting up uh, Officer Craig and Charlie were at Brisbane North, so I was like, no. So then I kind of, after, after that, I was like, I'm, I'm, I want to stay and I want to, I want to sing. So that's what happened. And Charlie talks uh, fondly about his time in Australia. Did you have uh, equally as good experiences or uh, uh, I, I loved it, but it was Charlie's officer, Charlie's older than me as well, so he, yeah. was come, he knew he was coming to the end of his career. Uh, I didn't, I wasn't really thinking about it that way. I just wanted to go and play and, and Join my football again, uh, but it was, just, it was the same. It was like a, it was a, it's like being back at Rangers again when you're eighteen. It was like a party, a party kind of a, a different vibe. Uh, it was like we stayed in the Gold Coast, so we were travelling over to training, travelling over back, and then by the time you get back into where, where we lived, it was twelve o'clock in the afternoon. So you're going to the going to the pub for your lunch, and then you're having a couple of beers or a glass of wine, and then before you know it, seven o'clock at night. <laughs> And you're having to go to your bed to get up at six in the morning for training again. And it, it was brilliant, but it just wasn't uh, for for the it probably not that new right enough, but it wasn't uh, as professional as it should be. Mm-hmm. Uh but as I say, it was it was some place to be in and to give credit to the, the league, there was a good league, good players in it. Aye. There's always well, some decent players to see from there. And the, the other thing is, the way the Australians do sport for their, their, you know, their kids, uh, 
uh, is it Australian Sports Institute or something like that? The amount of players that that programmes um, produced over the years, you know, they, they know how to, not, not even just football, you know, sport in general, they, they take it serious. Well, I think only in so many states is football the, like the, the main sport. America, uh, Australian Aussie rules. Aussie rules. You've got rugby league, cricket, cricket, and then you've got football. So, I think the the time that I was there, there was a lot of like ex players and stuff starting their own like academies and things like that. And I think Big Craig started one with one of his business partners, and it, and it got within a short period of time, it got quite big. And it ended up being a lot of business that they ended up starting off. So. Uh, I think now that that's still that's that's got bigger, and football's kind of a t- taken over now, and you, you can see that with the Australian national team are starting to come back to where it used to be years ago. Uh, good level. So, um, came home. Did you did, sorry, did you do a full year? I done a year, yeah. Um, and then I'm sure Charlie told me you got a new manager. Hi, big Ange. <laughs> uh, did you ever meet him, or were you gone before he came? I no, no. Uh, I played in Angie's first game and I broke my nose. And and this is why, see, when I came back, I gave Dan Spellers in the papers saying that shit, he was shit coaching stuff. It, like, the training was shit, sorry. <clears throat> and, I, and it was probably a disservice to him because it wasn't him that took the training. It was a Scottish guy called Ken Stead that took, that took the training when I was there. And he made his, it was like being, honestly, back at primary school when you're holding each other's hands and running up around a cone. And Ange was over, I can remember this day, Ange was over talking to like, it was like a coaching day they were calling it. So all the all the coaches for the suburbs would come in and watch your training. But we are doing wheelbarrow races and <laughs> and, 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 on a, and the guys that have played in the channel, like Oz has fucking got so many caps for Australia, captain of Australia. Uh, it, it was crazy. And then, you know, what the hell's happening here? But to be fair, when Ange did, when I look back and I've done this, the sessions, they were actually good. I've actually took a couple of them for myself and still do them. Uh- I really appreciate the hours that some of you are investing into watching the podcast that we've done in the past. But I'd like to ask you to do me one favour that would take you seconds. If you enjoy the show please hit the subscribe button. And if you enjoy any show in particular, please click on the thumbs up. It'll make a massive difference to the podcast. So thanks very much for your continued support, feedback, and I hope you enjoy this one.